and uh, coming to you live from the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show right out here at Extra Co. Event Center. And this is a really good deal. Curtis Quillen joining us now, a man uh, who grew up in the shadows of San Antonio, a man who's been around some rodeo in his lifetime, probably owns a couple of pairs of boots, I would think. I don't know, though, if I could imagine Curtis, like, showing um, uh, a pig or, 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 or some other. I think he had a goat sale the other night and that kind of thing. Curtis, great to have you. Always fun to do some chilling with Quillen on a Friday. Uh, have you ever been involved in a, in a uh, livestock show? I mean, it, is that, that sounds like something you might enjoy. You know, uh, I have not personally ever been involved in a livestock show. Uh, not only does San Antonio have a big one, but my hometown of Floresville is home of the Wilson County Livestock Show and Rodeo, and it's such a big deal in, uh, in the county that we got the day off of school, the main day of the whole thing. So we would get, uh, I think it was the last Friday in January off of school every year, and um, we always had, you know, big basketball games that night, and everybody's right across the street mm-hmm. from the gym at the, at the county show barn. And so that was, those were some of the best crowds we always had during the basketball season too. And so uh, I did not personally show anything. I think it's funny that even you can catch on that uh, the only animals that like me back uh, are dogs, and uh, that mm-hmm. is that is why I like to hang out with with my dog in the morning. But other than that. Uh, you know, I, my brother had horses for a little bit, and, uh, you know, I, I'd like to forget some of those times. <laughs> I was going to ask you the last time you were on a horse, but it sounds like those weren't great experiences. Uh, have you ever been thrown off a horse? I have. I, uh, I was thrown <laughs> off. I, I wound up on, you know, while unsupervised, because apparently you have to supervise your uh seventh or eighth grade son because he runs off finds a horse while you're trying to load the rest of them into the trailer and uh happens to find the one that's not trained and tries to get on without a saddle and yeah that did not end well i had a bruise i was probably fifth or sixth grade i had a bruise that went from my knee to my hip and probably a little bit higher it was insanely painful (laughs) curtis quillen Tell us some stories about his days, horsemanship. Uh, I watch that Yellowstone sometimes, and I see kind of how they're, man, I, I see what the horses can do and, and some of the horsemanship and what, I mean, that is some really, those cutting horses, gosh, that, that, that stuff fascinates me. I like, I like it in theory. I can't say that I spent a lot of time uh, horseback. Now, let's get to the Sooners uh, and the uh, the Longhorns, Curtis. It's it's become <laughs> official. And and, and it's <laughs> that's exactly well. They got goats and steers the other night out here. Okay, but it's finally um, happened. We got one more year of this, and then they're gone. You know, do you find yourself as a long time you know Big Twelve guy? Is it a little bittersweet today, or are you are you kind of like glad to have the closure? You knew it was coming at some point. Glad to kind of have an end date in mind. How did this land with you? As the news broke yesterday that uh, the Big 12 and uh, Texas and OU and everybody involved had, and the TV partners had decided on a, uh, on, on, a, on a way to get out a year early. And by the way, do you think that $100 million, does that sound, sound like a pretty reasonable uh, exit fee to you? 
Um, if I'm one of these schools getting, I think it's like 8.7, I think is the divider among the, uh, the eight schools or after something comes out. Like if I'm getting 8 to $12 million as one of these other eight, is the so-called hateful eight, I'm thrilled with it. That's, that's money to subsidize us with the, la- the loss in revenue for the conference in the, in the new rendition of the Big 12. Um, I think it's a little bit of both is my reaction is kind of both and. Um, one, on one hand, this conference in its heyday was fun, man. Uh, there's been years where it's been among the three best baseball conferences in the country. Um, there's been years where it's been in the national championship game in football. It was just there this year without Texas and Oklahoma. Um, and there's been years where that rivalry is probably one of the most entertaining games uh, in the Big 12 football season. And, you know, Texas and Oklahoma have contributed uh, to this conference being the most wild college basketball conference in the sport, right? But then on the other hand of it, you know, as an Oklahoma State grad and as a guy who uh, Mm -hmm. has covered – a, a quote-unquote underdog school like Baylor for now seven years, you look at it and it's like, since Texas and Oklahoma announced that they are going to leave for the SEC, neither one has made the Big 12 championship game. Both have had at least one losing, or have had one losing season in that stretch because Oklahoma finished 6-7 and seven this year and Texas finished 5-7 and seven last year. However, the conference has a member of the future Big 12 has made both college football playoffs, made the national championship game, won two straight men's basketball national championships. Uh, none of those ta- none of those were done by Texas or by Oklahoma. I will be honest. I think the sport that suffers the most in the Big 12 is one that not a lot of people are going to think about. And I think it's softball because your two best teams, you, the the two teams that position you on a national. Uh, stage the most are now going to the SEC. And so I think I'm like sad that that era of the Big 12 is over, but also we can finally put this behind us. We can finally move on and talk mm-hmm. about the people who are going to be here. We can, Houston is back in with, you know, essentially the old Southwest Conference, and Central Florida is an incredible addition uh, in football. And Cincinnati has so much history in basketball and has shown what it can do in football. And then you look at what BYU brings to the table, and this is a lot. This this is going to become a really fun conference. It might take a couple of years to get there, especially on the hardwood. But I think this has the chance to stay one of the best conferences in the country moving forward after a little bit of an adaptation period. That's why I like, man, having you on. I mean, you, you, you throw out the softball thing. Never would have brought that up in a million years, but you're right. OU's unbelievable. They've become a dynasty. And I would say somebody like Glenn Moore has mixed emotions. Some of that makes other teams better because they're trying to knock off OU, and they almost uh, beat them last year, and they did beat University of Texas. But then part of you, right. there becomes a, a power vacuum, and who knows? Oklahoma State, Baylor. 
I mean, there, there's some other teams that could jump in there and try to fill that. And I would be lying if I said I knew anything about the other softball programs who are coming into the conference, but we'll see how that plays out. Now, Curtis, what about the uh, what about the Baylor Bears as they get ready to get it on with the Horn Frogs tomorrow in Fort Worth? To me, this is a uh, this is a, it's a huge game, a chance to uh, atone for a loss at home, and that was a tough one because they had a lead in that game, and then TCU ran all over them. They jumped over them. They were faster. They were more athletic, it looked like, in that game. We think TCU might be getting back Mike Miles for this. This is a really important Big 12 matchup for both teams because if the Bears win, they they can stay in the thick of the regular season conference race and, and, and start thinking about like a two or three seed. If they lose, they kind of fall back down right around wherever TCU is. Not bad. But you know what? What would it be? Seven and seven and five. I mean, it's just. At that point, I think he would win. Yeah. Yeah. The the thing about this conference, yes, this is a huge game, but the biggest key has nothing to do with anything on the court besides shot selection and taking care of the basketball, which are keys to every single basketball game at any level that's ever been played. And so, what's the biggest key to this game? It is: Does Mike Miles play? You're saying you think he does? I think we're not far removed from when everybody seemed to return from injury against Baylor. So I can see where he comes in. It's been two weeks. The, that hyper, the fact that that was not a, a tear and it was just a hyperextension with how brutal that injury looked against Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Win already for both Miles and TCU. And you could argue for the conference as well because the league is better with its preseason player of the year in the league. But Matt... This conference is so wild. I don't know how much this one game matters down the stretch. Do you know what team would be playing on Wednesday night if the Big 12 tournament started tomorrow alongside Oklahoma, West Virginia, and Texas Tech? It's TCU. Wow. If the tournament started tomorrow, TCU, because of (laughs) where it is. Texas is in sole possession of first. Then there's a four-way tie for second with Baylor, the two Kansas schools, and Iowa State. And then tied for sixth is Oklahoma State and TCU. And the Cowboys have the tiebreaker right now because of a win in Stillwater last weekend. It's insane how how bonkers this conference is. And so I think, you know, is there a chance it hurts for the seed line number next to Baylor? Maybe. Or maybe it doesn't matter because of how insane this conference is. It rates as what, in a dominant fashion as the best conference in college basketball in every metric, including the net. And so, sure, you'd like to have the win. I think it's in this coaching staff's mind that you don't want to get swept by TCU. But at the same token, like that's just how this conference is this year. Yeah. Think how happy Porter Moser will be to get out of this conference and while there's some pretty decent teams at the top of the sec it's not even close it's not even close to the 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 nightly you know what you the grinder the meat grinder that is the big 12 talking to curtis quillen we're doing some chilling with quillen curtis help me out as the uh, as some of these uh, high schools around here get ready to Start closing in high school basketball playoffs, all that kind of on the horizon. Um, 
what are you what are you kind of looking you always do such an incredible job but you and i obviously focus a lot on football and so we haven't talked much hoops in the in in the uh, in the high school area who stood out to you and and who who around here are you sensing could be poised to to make a make a nice run perhaps you know i'm gonna say that there needs to be talk about what Colleen ISD has brewing at the moment. Matt, five high schools, four of talking girls basketball first. Four of them have okay. the playoff spot. And the fifth one is playing in a playoff play-in game to get the four seed tonight. There is a chance where every single Colleen high school could have its girls basketball team in the playoffs because Harker Heights is in 6A and the other four are in 5A. And if Chaparral beats Waco High tonight um, at Lake Belton, Chaparral sweeps, completes the Colleen ISD sweep of District 22-5A in girls basketball, which is an outrageous accomplishment um, for that school district, for that, that city, yeah. for that, that school in year one. And so I think that, uh, is one of the biggest things we need to talk about. And then we cannot look over what the Harker Heights boys are doing right now with an interim coach. Their coach got suspended right before the season for the entire season, and they're doing this with an interim coach, a guy who was not there when they started practice in October, and they are about to finish potentially a, a really good run through District 12 6A if they win tonight and they win Tuesday, they run the table in 12-6A. And so that district, as loaded as it is, Heights is still doing what Heights, what Heights does, and that cannot be understated. you got to give a hat tip to, to Kevin Lawler and what he's been able to do in the, uh, in the interim with Harker Heights. But, you know, this is a guy who's coached at the high school level before, coached at the small college level before, so he's not a stranger to winning basketball games, but – when you look at the situation and what it was in October when this came down, this is a huge feat for Harker Heights. And so you, you factor that in um, what the uh, what Lorena is doing on both on both sides of the ball with the, both the girls team and the boys team. Uh, the Temple boys being po- being poised right now for a nice playoff run um, if they can if they can just cement their spot in the field, which it looks like they might be able to do out of District 12 to say uh, this is a really impressive um a really impressive slate in the in the basketball world and keep in mind we haven't even talked about the second ranked team in class 5a in ellison the boys team there uh we haven't talked about uh some other really good teams like you know the academy girls splitting the district championship we haven't talked about the la vega girls who are a top five team uh or at least were at one point in 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 the 4a girls race and so this is probably the deepest basketball um, basketball slate that we've seen in uh, basketball crop that we've seen in Central Texas, at least since I've been here. I wish you would go officiate one of these playoff games and then cover it, then do like a, a stand-up, live stand-up, like right after it. I think that'd be a great story. I think I, I could see you doing that. You know, Selnik Bobbitt used to always ask me when I would walk in the gym if I had my stripes in my bag, and he, he always wanted me to, to change out of my stripes, put my tie on, and go anchor. 
uh, and he would always joke with me about it. And so that's uh, you're not the only one who has made that request. Yeah, Curtis Quillen never changes his stripes. Um, and by the way, you made me think thinking about Temple, the great Harry Miller. Whoa, whoa, former Baylor coach, former Temple coach, and uh, shout out to to Coach Miller, who's uh, right down the road in Salado. And what a uh, what a great man. And that was a tremendous program that he had. And longtime NBA player Brian Skinner was on his team. Of course, Roderick, Gerard Banks, the late, great Gerard Banks. So many great players came out of Temple. So, Curtis, thank you for bringing up Temple because that got me thinking about the old days and, the, and some fun days because Temple produced some tremendous basketball players. Curtis, it's always fun. I, I, you know, I, I try to let you rest. When it's not football season, but you know, every once in a while, I just gotta get my chilling on, and uh, I thought that was, uh, I thought today was would be a good day for that. I appreciate it. I always enjoy chilling with uh, with my man Mosley. I didn't know, didn't have you as a stock show type, so uh, we'll have to have some fun at a stock show one of these days, Matt. Let's do it. I could see us just kind of up on a one of the the, the fences up on the. Uh, uh, you know, just we could take it all in, and I think you and I combined could really, we could have really done some good things in 4-H back in the day. There he goes, Curtis Quillen, uh, Channel 6, the sports director over there, and uh, the man about town. He does a little bit of everything, and you heard his knowledge of the local high school basketball scene uh, is really, really, there's some great stuff there, and that was fun hearing about Colleen. Shout out to Colleen for producing all that basketball talent. We are live uh, at the uh, the Junior Livestock Show, McLennan County Junior Livestock Show, and more and more people starting to arrive in the sale of champions tonight at 6.30, raising just great, huge amounts of money for uh, student scholarships and 500 different 4-H groups around McLennan County, surrounding areas. This is so fun. All right. We're going to do some Campus Confidential. Let's see what Aaron has in store for us. We'll do it next.